Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? I am ready to go, Dano. Yeah, yeah. so uh, people are listening. <laughs> people are listening to our show. I've got a stack show for you today. Right. I'm starting to hear things creeping up on this show that mysteriously later on creep up on uh cable news channels when wow. uh, people go on and get interviewed it's uh it's it's pretty <laughs> fantastic so uh we're about about eight to ten hours ahead of the news cycle on the kavanaugh thing we were about yeah. six months ahead of the news cycle on the Spygate thing <laughs> but uh i promise you you're not wasting your time here my sources on this have been absolutely terrific uh, all right let's get into it i today's going to be just an awesome show today we're going to talk about going for it yeah. We should go for it. The Hail Mary pass, take that ball, do a Doug Flutie down the field and get this sucker going. It is time to redline this thing, bury that, hit the nitrous oxide and get moving. I got a plan. I told you the plan yesterday. I hinted to it. And again, as I told you, it creeped up last night on Sean Hannity's show on Fox News. I'm not sure how many mm. of you caught it. All right, I'll get to that in a minute. Today's show brought to you by our buddies and My Patriot Supply, one of my oldest sponsors, one of my favorite sponsors, and candidly, one of the sponsors I continue to buy stuff from with my own money this day because I get a lot of the other stuff um, for free. So My Patriot Supply sent me at the beginning a box of emergency food and me living in a hurricane zone. I said to my wife, this isn't enough. This is just enough for me, this emergency supply of food that lasts 25 years. So I went out with my own money, I kid you not, bought about eight to 10 more boxes and I get one every few months just to keep my food supply fresh. Why would I do that? Because I live in a hurricane zone and because we ensure every single thing in our lives that matters. doesn't make you weird. It doesn't make you crazy. It makes you crazy not to do it, to be quite honest. You ensure your health. You ensure your teeth, your car, your house, but you don't ensure your food supply. Why? Why would you not do it? It makes no sense at all. From hurricanes to earthquakes to cyber warfare, you should all have a plan to get through an emergency. Imagine the food shelves going bare. You know how long infrastructure can take to repair if something dramatic happened? God forbid. You had an earthquake where you live. You had a major hurricane like Andrew down here, and they can't stock the food, shel- the food shelves back for a while. The best place to start is storing food that lasts up to 25 years. Build a supply over time like I do. Be ready. I use my Patriot Supply. Always have. Make sure you do the same. Everyone in your household, everyone, I have four in mind. Should have a four-week emergency food kit, and there's a special on them right now. You can save $100 when you go to my special website. I can't recommend these guys enough. Preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. These four-week food kit, uh, kits are shipped fresh, discreetly to your door. Do it now. Order uh, Save $100 today. If you order today, save $100 per kit. Call 888-411-8926 or go to preparewithdan.com preparewithdan.com or 888-411-8926. Whatever the world cooks up, know with this food, you're prepared. Okie dokes. So, I was going to do this uh, another way. It's a great, great, great piece by Gavin Wax, who I'll be honest, I'd never heard of before, um, but he wrote it in the Washington Examiner. It is up in the show notes today, Mm. and it is a a must-read. I'm going to get to this in a second. It talks about kind of my new rules thing, but I want to cover what I teased in the beginning of the show which is how stuff is starting to creep onto cable news at night. So yesterday, if you listen to the show, what did we address, Joe? We said, here's what's going on right now. Here's what's going on behind the scenes. And I want to hit two things we talked about to show you how they're starting to creep in to the conversation and how we have a battle plan going forward. Number one, let's get to it. Lindsey Graham was on Sean Hannity's show last night in another terrific interview, his 9 p.m. Fox News show, uh, Eastern Time. 
And what did he say? If you heard it, you're probably like, didn't that show up on the Bongino show? Graham threw out an interesting suggestion. He said, listen, if God forbid Kavanaugh goes down in this nomination, they don't get the 51 votes they need. Like I said, they actually need 50 because Pence would be the tiebreaker. But if they don't get the votes they need to get Kavanaugh over the finish line and confirmed on the Supreme Court. By the way, the session opened, right? I told you. Mm-hmm. Adam B., my buddy, you know who I, you told, you, I know what your buddy told you. It wouldn't matter. I told you it would matter. Now the session opened in the Supreme Court and they're locked up 4-4, right? Mm-hmm. So I told you it would make a difference that Thursday day. Pushing it back to Thursday, the hearing for Ford, and it did. But what did Lindsey Graham say? He said, I think Donald Trump should go out there right now and say, here's what's going to happen. We are going for it, folks. We are giving this ball to Barry Sanders, and we are opening up that hole in the line, and we are running down the damn field. We're doing a Bo Jackson hitting Brian Bosworth in the end zone. We are going to renominate Brett Kavanaugh no. no matter what happens. And we are putting him on this Supreme Court with raw, unadulterated political power like you've never seen. We are going to make this a referendum going forward. And you are going to pick a side and you are going to pick a side right now. <laughs> Tell him, Chewy. Tell him, bud. I am on the right side of this. I told you this weeks ago. I told you this weeks ago on this when this started. Take the vote. Get everybody on the record. McConnell knows this. Get everybody on the record. Mm -hmm. The vote must be taken this week. It should have been taken two weeks ago. No more delays. Everybody goes on the record. If Kavanaugh goes down in that vote, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a red tidal wave in the Senate elections like you haven't seen. We have the potential to pick up three to four seats. Folks, it will be a referendum. Do you understand where I'm going with this? Listen, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to sound like arrogant. I'm not trying to be pretentious about mm. it. I'm not suggesting Lindsey Graham heard it from me. I'm not the only one who suggested the idea that Kavanaugh be renominated. But I promise you, I promise you there are very credible inside baseball people who are talking about this right now. So you understand, Joe, you get where I'm going with now, this. The vote must go on. Yeah. The vote goes on, buddy. Yes. Way to sum it up. The vote goes on no matter what. Yep. Number one. And number two, no matter what happens, it's one butt going in that Supreme Court seat. It is not going to be anybody else but Brett Kavanaugh. Hey. You vote him down. Flake, the traitor, Judas, Collins, Murkowski, Manchin, Donnelly, Heitkamp, this fraud, Doug Jones in Alabama. I'm voting no. Are you, Doug? Doug A, you sure about that, babe? Because let me tell you, this is it. This is the Rubicon, buddy. You cross it with a no vote, it's there's no turning back. This is the Red Sea. When Moses walked through, the Red Sea drowned everybody else behind them <laughs> as they followed him. Right, Joe? Oh, Joe's yeah. a Bible reader. Everybody drowned behind them. When Moses made it through on that pass, everybody else was underwater. Yep. This is it. This is the vote. Listen to me. Listen. Kavanaugh's butt is going in that seat no matter what. You either get on this train or you get mowed down by it because it is steaming down the tracks at a locomotive speed and it is going to run you down like a dog if you don't vote for this. We are putting him on that seat no matter what. This is why I keep telling you, no matter what happens with the vote this week, God forbid you don't show up. Do not punish the GOP for Flake. Flake is not a Republican. He's not a conservative. He is a Judas traitor fraud. 
please. I don't like a lot of these guys either. Nah. But we cannot. This is not one of those fights where we start picking nits. You have got to vote. I've been on this for three days because it is that important. If it bothers you, I'm sorry. I, 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 there are, I believe, sadly, there are still a small percentage of people out there who don't understand the gravity of this. If we lose this, Kavanaugh is booted off and does not get on the courts. It is open season on everyone. Everyone. Forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. That's, oh. It is open season on everyone with an R or a C in front of their name. Republican, conservative, or an L. Libertarian, for that matter. Or an ND, Joe. Not Democrat. Mm. I'm serious. Yeah. If you're an independent who leans conservative, you are done. This is the generational fight we have all been waiting to marshal. It's happening right now in front of your eyes. I want to thank everyone in the audience sincerely from the bottom of my broken soul. The sinner too, folks. I mean this. For your emails, people have been forwarding me their emails that they've been sending to their senators. You've all been great about it. Some of them asked me for writing tips. Just be you. Just be cool about it. But just do you. Don't worry about form letters. Don't worry about talking points. Just be you. Email them. Email them again. Email them today. Forward them back your own email with a note. I still haven't forgotten this. Call their office. Light up and melt down their telephones. Call your congressman. Ah, congressmen don't have any role in advice and consent. Doesn't matter. Call them too. Hey, I need you on this. I, I, I need you to back them up. Ah, we don't do advice and consent. You do now. You do now. Now you do. You will talk to the senator because I elected you. I don't care that you don't have a vote. I elected you to do something and have a pair. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk to the senator too. You understand? Good point. Yeah. I want the sen- I want the congressman going to the senator going, hey, daddy-o, I- my-, my phone lines are melting down. I, I got to get reelected too here. I don't know if people are confused and they think I have a vote, but you better do the right thing or I'm not showing up at any of your fundraisers either. Make everyone who votes no, threatens to vote no, or even leans to vote no, so politically toxic, no one would go near them with a 22-foot pool skimmer. No chance. Everyone goes down. This is the fight right now. Graham is right. We renominate. He's going in that seat. You want liberals? Listen to me right now. Listen to the show. I know you do because I read your hate emails. He is going in that seat. Do you understand? My mother used to look at me when I was a kid because we were bad kids. Me and my two brothers. We were. We were awful at times. (laughs) Sorry, but we were. Playing softball on the corner. Smash it. Actual softball in New York City. You know how many windows we broke? And we would run after each one. The the neighbors hated us. They wanted us all put in jail. My mother would grab me by the ears and say, you won't do that. Do you understand? Do you understand, liberals, what I'm telling you? I'm not obviously grabbing you by the ears. I'm not violent like you idiots. But do you understand? We are going to use raw political power. And he's going in that seat. You don't get this train is going to mow you down. We're coming. It's not stopping. We're coming now for you. It's it's, we again, not in your way, because we're not violent maniacs. We have an emergency break in our behavior. 
And it's our connection to big R God-given rights that we grant to you too because we're not tyrants like you maniacs. But that train is coming down the track and it's about to mow you down like a dog. You do not get in the way. We are winning this fight no matter what. Graham is absolutely right. There will be no replacement for Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh is going in that seat. I Listen to me, folks. He wasn't my first choice. I've said this now 25 times, if not more. I wanted Mike Lee as badly as I've ever wanted anything in politics to get in that seat. There is no man I know more constitutionally aligned and more principled than Mike Lee in the U.S. and no one. I can tell you that from personal experience. He didn't get it. My second choice was Amy Coney Barrett, who I think is terrific and I think will be a nice replacement for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Kavanaugh was not even my third choice. But Kavanaugh is the guy now. He is our guy. And what this guy has been through is absolutely inexcusable. It is a moral stain on the universe that will never be wiped clean. But we can make it right on our side. We'll never erase the history of what happened. This disgraceful, sordid, lurid, grotesque thing that's happened will never be erased. But we can make this right in the moral arc of history right now by using raw political power our way. The right way, the constitutionally aligned republic that's set up in a way where raw political power can overcome emotion and everything else. And that's what you need to do right now. That's your mission going forward. You have your mission. Go take it. You have the football. You need to score to win this game. You can't stop. You can't allow the linebacker to stop you. You mow him down. You Bo Jackson and Brian Bosworth their asses. That's the end of it. Boz, the Boz thought, I, listen, I didn't have a problem with Bosworth, but I love Bo Jackson. He dragged his butt three, four yards into the end zone, and that guy never recovered after that. And the liberals won't either if Kavanaugh gets in that seat. They will be humiliated. They will be demoralized. They will be defeated like they deserve to be for this grotesque stain on the cosmic universe they've, uh, they've imbued within the fabric of this place. It's disgusting what they did. We're going to go for it. Trump's team should come out right now. And listen, to be fair, Trump has been pretty strong on this. I think he's already. And I I want to listen, not to get into the butt kissing. um, I'm not trying to do that here. You know, I don't worship golden calves, but I'm a big supporter of the president. Joe, the president has handled this thing meticulously. Yep. There are people out there. Oh, he's out of control. His Twitter. He's so he's such a maniac. He can really folks. His answers to the questions on this have been spectacular. He has been absolutely on point. He's been fiery when he needs to be. He's been reserved when he needs to be. He's been tactical when he needs to be. He's been strategic when he needs to be. He has been marvelous on this issue because this guy is not stupid. And I'm going to get to his, some of his four-dimensional chess in a minute, something I think he played beautifully from the beginning that nobody gives him credit for in the Never Trump movement. He has been right there because he understands the gravity of this. This is the moment. This is it. We need to go for it right now. And he should come out. Someone should come out. The Senate, they should put and say there will be no other. This man is going on the Supreme Court. No matter what. You will be an asterisk to history, Jeff Flake. That is all. You will be an embarrassment on this movement. You will be a stain to both sides of the political aisle. You will be nothing more than a laughing stock and a cautionary tale told to United States Senate candidates in the future about the futility of your absurd movement to assist in the taking down of Brett Kavanaugh. 
We are mowing you down no matter what on this vote. No matter what. You vote no and you take this guy down. We're going to elect more. More senators in November because this is the go for it moment. We are going to make your vote irrelevant. Irrelevant. We are going to plow right through you on this. And in November, when you're gone, we will renominate again. And when someone else takes your seat, hopefully Mick Sally, we are going to plow through and you will be remembered as nothing more than a tale and a warning sign. People tell other Senate candidates and politicians, your name will be associated with one sentence forever. Don't be Jeff Flake. Forever. Now, on to the others, because it's not just about Jeff Flake. So as I said, there are two predictions that are starting to make their way out there. Two, two, I don't know, predictions. I'm not Nostradamus here, folks. But two things we discussed yesterday. The first one was the renomination of Kavanaugh. No matter what, we are going to plow through. We are going to mow down politically, you idiots on the left, the opposition here. We're not you, you violent maniacs. We are going to use raw political power. We are going to renominate him. We are going to win in November, and we are putting him on the Supreme Court. Read it and weep. It's happening. Secondly, what did I tell you yesterday? That now articles creeped out that are in the show notes today. I have a great article in The Hill. I strongly encourage you to read. The Democrats are absolutely panicking, the red state Democrats, and praying every single day that Kavanaugh drops. What did I tell you on yesterday's show? The Democrats thought by this point Trump would fold. They thought Mitch McConnell would fold. And they thought Kavanaugh would drop out. You think I'm kidding? Read some of the quotes in the Hill piece about Heidi Heidkamp, Joe Donnelly, and Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. Read some of the quotes from people who know them. What were they praying for, Joe? What were they, what were they you know what I should say, what were they praying for and what were they playing they for? They were playing the game of attrition, my man. You're damn right, daddy They were playing a war of attrition, pure old-fashioned political trench warfare. Boom. Where we are going to wait this guy out and drop so many absurd political bombs on this guy. He's a train raper. He's a serial raper. He's a boofer, whatever the heck that is. (laughs) He farts in college. Yesterday's news story. He threw ice at a guy. A guy threw ice at me once. It didn't end well for him either. But I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did ice he threw ice at a guy in high school this is the, i mean by far of all the allegations that the new york times actually printed oh what was it the new york times or nbc I, I think it was the new york i don't even know they're all the same thing i know it was it was the new york times he threw ice at a guy this is the new he threw ice this is it let's disqualify him for the vicious. supreme court yeah. it's vicious i know this has gotten so <laughs> stupid it's, it's laughable this is where they're going with this they're, they you, you see where i'm yeah. you're tracking yeah, they boy. were gonna yeah. drop so many bombs on this guy that the Democrats were sure that the old rules were in effect. How do you understand why my new rule shows are so important? Folks, it's not just me getting passionate about a new cosmic shift in the landscape going forward with these new rules. These are actual tactical boots on the ground things you need to be aware of that are going on. The old rules were what? 
the media piles on, the Democrats lob charges, and the Republicans cave like the wusses they are every single time. And then something happened, Joe. Mm. You know what happened? Donald J. freaking Trump happened. That's mm. what happened. And he said, nah, I'm good. It's my guy. We're not caving. From what I'm hearing, he had a, let's say, feisty call, Joe, with McConnell. Oh, yeah. 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 And he has been on McConnell and t- saying what, Joe? Take the vote, what we've been saying forever. No matter what, you take the vote and you get them on the record. Why? Because the red uh, state Democrats, Heidi Heitkamp, Joe Donnelly, Manchin, and this complete fraud, Doug Jones in Alabama, complete phony, are in a panic because they don't want the vote on the record. As Joe just said, accurately so, they are engaged in a character assassination war of attrition, hoping they can drop so many bombs on Kavanaugh and his family that eventually they wear out. But it's a new day. We're not tired. We're not tired. This is why I read your emails and I've never been so energized. Once in a blue moon, I, you, listen, you're free to be tired. You're not free to give up. You know, I, I grapple a lot. Mixed martial arts is my thing. And there's nothing worse than having a guy in side mouth on you that outweighs you by 40 pounds. You're grappling for 20 minutes and your diaphragm can't expand and you can't breathe. No, no, there's no quit. You can't quit. He can tap you out. If it was MMA, he can punch you out. He can knock you out. He can drop some elbows on your head, but you're not quitting. You're not tapping out. There's no way. You're allowed to be tired. You're not allowed to quit. And I've been so reinforced by all your emails saying, I've never been so energized in my life. How many? I got an email. You know who you are from a young uh, female Democrat yesterday. First time in her life, changed her party affiliation. She can't stand this. She's so grossed out by what's happening. She's disgusted. This is our moment. This is where the heat's on. This is where we get it done. They're praying, praying that he drops, but nobody's dropping. Nobody's dropping. It's a Maginot line here. We're not dropping. Nobody's dropping. It's only liberals. Listen to me. You know, I've been through a lot of adversity in my life and it's nobody cares. Everybody's got their own scars and I appreciate hearing your stories and I'm not, I, I'm, I, everything that's happened to me has happened for a reason, but I'm telling you right now, you have grossly underestimated the fight in us. You have beaten us down for too long. Your racism charges, your personal character attacks, your misogyny charges, your grotesque, grotesque disgust for America. You're kneeling in front of the flag. You've beaten us down for too long. You have pulled a pin on a grenade you can never put back in. You have no idea. I'm telling you what's coming in November is not going to be pretty for you. I have never in my life seen such energy after. You are grossly misreading the polls just like you read them before election day. You know I hate political predictions. But one thing Joe and I were absolutely confident about, even when the headline said Trump's Chris Saliza's article, Trump's chances of winning are approaching zero. Joe and I called every swing state. Yes, we did. You can go back on SoundCloud and listen to that show on the Monday night before election. Why? Because we were out there. Joe works in a conservative talk radio station and got all the phone calls. I was out running for office, knocking on doors. And what the pollsters were missing was actual people. 
They had their focus groups. They maybe got a few answer machines. Maybe they talked to a few folks, but that's not what I was seeing. You have pulled a pin on a grenade that is about to go boom, big time. You have no idea. Kavanaugh's not dropping. These red state Democrats are in a world of trouble. They were praying, praying, praying he's dropping out. He's not dropping out. Now do you understand? Please tell me this is, I'm going to read a quote for you from the Hill piece in a second here. Now do you understand, Joe, the importance of taking this vote? Because I'm getting a lot of stuff oh, yeah. from establishment GOP insiders. Yeah. And they're like, Dan, I like where you're going with this, but one thing. You know, you got to be more patient. McConnell doesn't have the vote yet. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter if prediction one comes true. If, Ka- if Kavanaugh is going in that seat, no matter what, and we renominate him, take the vote. Let them all go down now. Let Doug Jones, let Joe Donnelly, let Heidi Heitkamp, let Manchin's political careers end with this vote. Flake is done forever. Collins will be done forever. She's up in 2020. Murkowski's up in 2022. You don't vote for him. Understand, your political careers are over. There is no other vote you can take. Not on guns, not on taxes, not on Obamacare. Nothing will save your political career. Nothing. This is it. Here's a quote from the Hill piece. So just to summarize again, pull it out. We're talking now, but the Democrat strategy was that Kavanaugh would drop. The fact that he's not dropping out and there now will be a vote. McConnell saying there will be a vote this week has them horrified because they understand that they're probably going to vote no. And this is the end of their political careers in the U.S. Senate. Joe Donnelly, Democrat from Indiana said last week after Thursday's Senate hearing that he would, quote, gladly welcome the opportunity to work with President Trump on a new nominee for this critically important position. No, Joe. Joey. Mm-mm. Joey D. No, babe. Uh-uh. Nuh-uh. That's not how it's going down, pal. No. Bleep you. <laughs> Joey D. Joey D. You are grossly misreading what's going on out there, Joey D. Listen to me, listeners in Indiana. We do very, very intense Google Analytics on our show. So I know there's a lot of you in Indiana. We need you right now. We need you to email Joey D. Again, email, call his office again. Be cool. You know how to do it. Let him know it is over. There will never, ever, ever be a recovery from this vote if he votes no. Number one. And let him know, number two, that you heard in the Hill he's looking forward on a, quote, new nominee. There will be no nominee. This is your lunch and you will eat it. It will be Brett Kavanaugh. (laughs) You have no choice. You are advice and consent. You do not select. This is our selection. You will vote yes. And if you don't, under no circumstances will you win this seat again. Indiana. Step up. You may say, well, Joe Donnelly already said no. Doesn't matter. They need to feel the heat, folks. The left pays people to send their emails. We pay in sacrifice, in sweat, in sweat equity, in hard work. And we pay with our bank account of liberty. We want to keep flush with funds the entire time. And every election of a Democrat makes a withdrawal from that fund every second. And it's entirely unacceptable. 
No more withdrawals. Now we're making deposits. Joey D. Joey D. There will be no new nominee. Here's your oatmeal, pal. You're going to eat that oatmeal. And if you don't, your political career is done. In case you think it's just Joey D. From the Hill piece. And I quote, Manchin has kept in, from West Virginia, of course, Democrat, has kept in close contact with undecided Republicans during the Kavanaugh debate. He met with Collins, Murkowski, and Flake in a Capitol Hill hideaway after Ford and Kavanaugh testified Thursday and, like them, didn't give any hint afterward how he would vote. Here's a quote from Joe Manchin. West Virginia, you're up. We're friends. We talk. There's no decisions on anything. No one told me they made a decision, and we're all still looking and talking and comparing, Manchin told reporters after the meeting. West Virginia, you're up. Same thing. This is no time to sit around. This is no time to jerk around. It's no time to play Uno. Play that with my daughter. This is time for action. The do matters. Talk is cheap. Talk means nothing. Are you in this fight or not? No, I'm serious. Are you in this fight or not? Listen, I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to be anybody's Tony Robbins on this. I can't say that enough. But folks, I loved my job in the Secret Service, okay? It wasn't a joke. I loved it. It was the greatest job I ever had. It's all I ever wanted to do. I had no idea any of this was going to happen. I almost went bankrupt after I left. Joe was with me then. We couldn't even afford the freaking microphone we bought for this podcast (laughs) that I still have now, this RE20 with the big dent in the front. I couldn't even pay Joe. Joe worked for free for a year. Mm -hmm. Joe, am I lying? No, I didn't mind it either. What did I give you, like $500 once, six months in? because, And I didn't even have that. Yeah, something like that. I I felt bad taking it from you. I know you did. We did this for nothing. I left my job to fight this fight and run for office. I knocked on 10,000 plus doors over three campaigns. Sitting there, and there's a picture of me sitting there holding a sign in the pouring rain with Brandon Cooper one day in Prince George's County getting soaked. It said jobs, not taxes. Listen, I've been there. I'm not speaking with forked tongue. All I'm asking you to do, I'm not asking you to quit your job. I'm not asking you to run for office. I'm not asking you to stand in the rain. I'm asking you to do one thing. West Virginia, Indiana, North Dakota, and Alabama with this phony Doug Jones. Email and call. Melt the internet and the phone lines. Send an email for you. Send an email for your wife. Send an email for your dog. Send an email for your kids. Send an email for grandma. Send an email for grandpa. Send an email for everybody. There will be no new nominee. This is your lunch. Eat it. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. <laughs> How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? Oh, sir, can I have more? <laughs> do you know where that's from? Yes, I do. It's Oliver. No. It's not it's Oliver. It's not. No. I'm no. <laughs> it's not Oliver. That is Pink Floyd. Oh, that the wall. Went, okay. Again, before they went crazy. Uh, yeah. Before yeah. Roger Waters turned into an anti-Semitic jerkwad. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. Yeah, yeah. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? No pudding. No pudding, Dougie. No pudding, Joe. Joe D. Heidi. No pudding. No pudding. You can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. Lunch is ready. And at lunch is Brett. There will be no other servings. 
Ooh. There will be no new nominee. Oh. We will not back down. We will not relent. We will never surrender to you, ever. Brett Kavanaugh is going on that seat, and you are going to love it. You understand? How you like them apples, huh? How you like them? How do those apples taste? That's exactly how this is going down, because we're tired of you. Yes, I said it. We're tired of you. We're tired of your hatred, your racism, your anti-American garbage, your relentless attacks, your character assassination, your malicious, malfeasant nonsense. You know, someone said to me yesterday, oh, Dan, you know, I thought you said that we always had the high ground because we thought Democrats were good people with bad ideas. I did say that at one time. I've entirely changed my mind. Those days are over. They are not good people. I'm not talking about the voters. I want to be clear on that. I'm talking about Hill Institutional Democrats. I know Democrats aren't bad people. You know why? I get emails from every day saying I changed my party affiliation to Republicans because that's not me. Yeah. The Hill Democrats are not good people. What they're doing is evil. It's the destruction of a man's soul for their own personal political gain. How you like them apples when we put him right in the Supreme Court? Eat it. Eat your Wheaties. Eat them now. No pudding. No pudding. None for you. Sorry. I should have used Preparation H. Yeah, probably. Those roids are probably hurting right now. Oh, yeah. It's gonna, you ain't even going to be able to sit down after the election. Oh. It's getting a lot worse. <sighs> Gosh, it feels good. I feel so energized. been doing this for three years now been running and been involved in politics for longer than that and i've never felt a fight i mean listen nothing gets me off a of spygate i love that case so much i love it because i hate it nothing my own publisher's like you need to talk about spygate nah not now nah, i don't that's nah, not important your book's coming out next week don't care sorry we can do that another time this is the fight okay i got more a lot more I got this guy, Gavin Wax, who's picking up on the new rules. <laughs> I'm not sure he even read or heard my stuff, but he wrote a great piece today. And uh, he has some additions to the new rules, which I want to be sure you digest. All right. This is one of my favorite sponsors. You know, I get a lot of free samples, like I said before, but I got this box in the mail one day, and I kid you not, I'm not jerking around with you. When I opened it, I was like, this may be the coolest thing I ever got. Battle Box, Battle Box. I love Battle Box. Listen, most subscription boxes are full of samples and junk you'll never use. It's true. I know them because I get a lot of the samples, but not Battle Box. It's the monthly subscription box for men full of solid, top-notch tier one gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, and outdoor enthusiasts. It's like Christmas every single day. You know, it's, I'm telling you, you can subscribe to this thing. And if you're a dude, if you're a dude, <laughs> dude like me, listen, I like cars. I love my wife. I like guns and I like fighting, man. That's yeah! my thing. And Battle Box is <laughs> yeah. for you. It's a monthly subscription for hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear. It introduces you to the best products, new gear, and innovative companies. And see, here's the deal here. At a much lower cost than if you were to buy them individually, which is true. My box had like, $200 knives in there, uh, some emergency equipment for your car. It was the coolest thing. Plus, who doesn't like to get a package full of mystery adventure gear? Go to trybattlebox.com slash Dan and pick the box you want. They start at just $25 a month. Now, 
There's no E in it. That's tribattle, B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X.com. Trybattlebox.com slash Dan. Plus, they release a video for each new box so you can see what's coming and how to use it. They've shipped over a half a million boxes and they won Best Men's Subscription Box of 2017. Sign up today and be ready for anything. Go to trybattlebox.com slash Dan. That's trybattlebox.com slash Dan. Right now, get your first battle box plus a a special free tactical knife if you go to trybattlebox.com slash Dan. You will love this. I give you my word. Coolest thing ever. (laughs) All right, the new rules. So (laughs) Washington Examiner piece up at the show notes. Gavin Wax, check it out. He says, hey, uh, we've learned a few lessons from this Kavanaugh thing, haven't we? Now, this uh, Gavin Wax worked for Ted Cruz and uh, a New York City politician that was running for mayor. Uh, but his insights are prescient. They are very, very good. And they align with the context of the show we've been talking about for the last few weeks, how Kavanaugh has changed everything. The old rules are now officially dead. And the new rules, we are in war right now with them, are now in effect. So here's rule number one from Gavin. And I'm going to add one at the end. Trumpism has been vindicated. Trumpism is now the only option, Joe. Hmm. There is no more pretending, as I've said to you before. I'm kind of summarizing what he's saying, but you may have heard this part before, number one, but it's worth repeating. There is no more pretending anymore that we can appease the media hacks and the Democrats. There is no candidate. There is no human being you will put up for the Supreme Court seat, the presidency, or anyone else who will not be vilified as a Nazi, a racist, a gang raper, a train raper, a serial abuser of women, uh, a misogynist, a xenophobe, an Islamophobe, and a phobophobic, istophobic, transophobic, homophobic, phobophobic, phobophobe. Drunk. <laughs> we left Dr- that drunk. Yeah. I'm sorry, and a drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and a blackout artist yeah. also. Yeah. I'm I'm very sorry. I'm glad you. This is why I have Joe. He's got to throw those in those extras, and that's right. And you will be a and uh, Joe. Believe me, there are more we haven't considered. I think so. Um, yeah. <laughs> you'll be a flasher on the subway next. Oh. Um, there is nothing. So this guy Wax, who wrote this piece, the Examiner says Trumpism has clearly been vindicated, and even some never Trumpers may be starting to recognize this. That you may not like his gruff style. Again, he's from Queens. I don't care. I'm from Queens. I know Queens kids. Because I was one of them. I already told you on a past show why Donald Trump is the way he is. Because everyone from Queens is that way. I grew up in Queens, New York. This is worth repeating. When you grow up in New York City and you grow up in Queens, you don't have the money of the Manhattan kids. But it is a suburb. So you always kind of feel like, well, we don't really fit in there. Because we're not the social elites. We don't get the benefits of being in that elite circle in Manhattan. But they're suburbs. You have pilots. You have some architects. You have a whole lot of cops and firemen. So there's always a complex. I know I'm right on this because every time I say this, by the way, the Queens people email me and go, dude, bingo. Mm. You don't fit in the elite social circles. But the thing about Queens, too, is Queens has its edgy parts. But because Queens is a suburb, it never gets street cred, Joe, for the Queens kids being tough guys. It doesn't. But the Queens kids are tough. The Queens kids I knew were really, really, they, we used to call them, I, I, well, I used to go, me and my buddies, call them hard rocks. You could tell a hard rock when you saw them. Mm. 
And this friend Garrett, he used to smoke cigarettes, and he was just a savage street fighter. And the reason he would smoke cigarettes, I don't even think he likes cigarettes, is because if you step to him in a fight, no, I'm not kidding. His thing was he would flick the cigarette in your face and then beat the snot out of you. Um, he knows who he is. I'm pretty sure he listens to my show now. <laughs> he knows who he is. I worked with him at a job one time. This kid was a hard rock, man. He took nothing, nothing. You step to him. And I'm not, listen, I'm not getting into a moral argument what was right and wrong. I'm not, kids, I'm, for the kids listening, trust me, avoid. I was spending 20 years of my life plus fighting in mixed martial arts. Get out of a fight at every single opportunity unless you need to defend yourself. You're not going to get anything out of it but a couple of broken chiclets in the end. And you'll probably get locked up. I'm just telling you, the parts of Queens I grew up with, they weren't as edgy as the Brooklyn kids. This is what I'm getting at. We never got the street cred of the Brooklyn. You, all you had to do is say you grew up in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and you were automatically a tough guy. So the Queens kids don't fit with the rich people and yet they don't fit with the, the, the Brooklyn kids who had an automatic edge to them. So they always had something to prove. That's a Queens kid. That's Donald Trump. It explains the exaggeration, the hyperbole, the big talk. Everything's huge. It's magnificent. That's who Trump is. He's a street kid. Yeah, you're gonna people say, oh, he grew up with a multi-million dollar thing. Listen, you got it. Yes, he may not have been in the streets, you know, kicking butt and taking names. I get that. But there's a mentality you can't escape when you grow up in New York City. It's population dense. There is no rich, poor neighborhoods where you don't interact with people who are poor or middle class. None outside of Manhattan. Where even then you interact with people who work for a living. It's not Beverly Hills. Trump has something to prove. There's no more pretending that these people can be appeased. And we've never had a better street fighter in there who has now given up on any pretense that kissing these people's collective butts was going to make them go away. Rule number one, Trumpism. Vindicated. Now, as a quick addendum to this, I mentioned this before, kind of addresses this a little bit in the piece in the beginning, Gavin Wax. Did Trump pull a four-dimensional chess move that a lot of people missed? Listen, you know how I feel about this. I think a lot of things get attributed to 4D chess that aren't. Mm-hmm. I think this was absolutely elegant and it's genius. Mm. When Donald Trump picked Brett Kavanaugh, a lot of conservatives didn't like it. They wanted Lee. They wanted Coney Barrett, Amy Coney Barrett. They didn't want Kavanaugh. They were afraid of some of his opinions. They thought he might be a squish. I don't think he is. Looking at his judicial record, I don't think he is a squish. I think he was a good pick. But a lot of people question why, Joe. Why would he do that? Why not just go with Amy Coney Barrett? What a genius move now. Joe, who did Brett Kavanaugh work for in the White House? Was it Barack Obama? Uh, Nope. Who was? Was it George W. Bush? Yes, it was. (laughs) At the time, everybody was like, man, we don't need a Bushy in there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only Mm -hmm. guy right now in this Manichaean red line fight. This is the only guy right now who can unite the entire factions, the entire... uh, uh, ecosystem of Republican factional voters out there that could unite behind him. This was a genius move by Donald Trump. Now, why do I say it was a 4D chess move? Mm-hmm. I agree with him on this. I agree with the writer because I think Trump understood the Democrats were going to make this that red line moment for themselves too. And the only way to push Kavanaugh through that wall, to break through that thing full speed juggernaut style, right? The only way to do it was to get someone who was going to have the backing of George W. Bush, Ted Cruz, 
Rand Paul, and others. You cannot have factions develop when you're in a red line fight. When you're in a battle this important, where everyone is marshalling all their efforts in the infinity wars here, you cannot, you cannot possibly have factional divisions. Trump beat everybody to the punch on this and nominated probably the one guy that would get the overwhelming support of multiple factions in this fight and would unite everybody in this effort. It was a genius, genius move. Okay, so one, the vindication of Trumpism. We can't appease these people. Number two, the reason I mention that is because it parlays right into what we're talking about now. The Republicans have to unify when it counts. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I don't worship golden calves and neither should you. This show has been not only critical, but hypercritical on the Republicans up on the hill on spending. It's been a disaster. They deserve to be called out. You know, I've had some disagreements with Trump on trade. I haven't even gotten to the new NAFTA thing yet. Um, I promise we'll get to that this week. Don't worry. I'm not leaving it out. It's just this is this is the fight of our time right now. But folks, when it matters. And this matters. This is a generational fight for a lifetime seat that has the potential to tip the balance of the Supreme Court back to its original constitutionalist intent. There is no room at all for squishes. As Margaret Thatcher said, don't get wobbly. You cannot get wobbly. We plow through. The train is coming down the tracks. There's no excuse. You better jump on that train. There's no room for never Trumpism, maybe Trumpism. Could be Trumpism. There's no room for that. That's all gone. Throw it out. This fight matters now. We cannot lose one one foot soldier in this. I'm sorry. Not one. So lesson number two. Republican unity still matters. Even though the brand has been tarnished by our own people. I get that. Been on this spending disaster. They're trying to lob at us for weeks. But the nomination of Kavanaugh was a brilliant four-dimensional chess move to make sure that when the fight mattered, that everybody was going to be unified. Number three, the most important one. This is total war going forward. Ladies and gentlemen, the old rules are dead. They're dead. It's over. Civility, decorum. It's done. Align yourself with those old rules at your own peril. You will find yourself politically extinguished. I am damn sorry we got to this place. And there are some red lines we will never cross. Conservatives should never, ever, under any circumstances, I can't say this, and listen, I'm not your lecturer here. We don't engage in any kind of preemptive violence. We are not the left. We will not lie and fabricate charges about people, and we never should. But assuming now that we should not go after Keith Ellison, Bill Clinton, and others and other people for their sordid sexual past, because no, no, let's not do whataboutism. That's dead. The oh, This is war going forward. You want to play these games? We don't have to make up those charges. Those charges are out there. What's up against Kavanaugh is made up. This is a trench warfare going forward. The old rules are dead. 
There's no more pulling nominees for made-up fabricated charges because the media said he threw ice at someone at a party. None. There's no more acquiescing. You know, let's keep it on target here. We don't got to get into Bill Clinton. No, we do. Keith Ellison. You see Keith Ellison? Democrat nominee for attorney general in Minnesota. Credible allegations of physical and emotional abuse. No, no. It's what aboutism. You're damn right it's what aboutism. The new rules are in effect. You want to take this guy down, Kavanaugh, for nothing? We're going to take your guy down for something. He's not getting elected, not without us going full bore against him. No way. This is total war going forward. You are in a boxing match with a guy wearing brass knuckles. I have said this repeatedly. Stop appealing to the ref for civility. The guy is whooping your ass. Fight. Get the gloves off. Like Rocky against Thunderlips, right? Bite the strings and get your fists out. This is a fist fight. Get to get in the party. This is the- welcome to the party, man. Here's a quote from Gavin Wax's piece. It's a great one. People are starting to wake up to the war we're in, folks. This has been the Great Awakening. You have the Walk Away movement. You have near historic black support for Donald Trump. You have what happened with Kanye yesterday. And don't sleep on that. Don't insult that guy. Don't insult. I don't know if he's a conservative. I don't care. Everybody on the field. The Great Awakening is happening. Get on the field and dance right now. Dance now. Now you dance. Here's a quote. It's a great analysis here. The average blue-collar worker has their eyes wide open to never be closed again. I know this. I get texts. I'm not even going to say who. But I'm getting texts from Local three electricians, steam fitters, tin knockers, truckers, carpenters, people who've never voted Republican in their life. Even some cops who are telling me I cannot believe what's going on. Let me read that again. After Cavi, he's referring to this disgrace, disgusting stain on our, on our entire civilization, what's happening to Kavanaugh. The average blue-collar worker has their eyes wide open. To never be closed again. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened to Brett Kavanaugh cannot be unseen. Once you see it, the evil that has permeated the Democrat Party, you can't unsee it. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Eddie Vedder anymore either. He's a big uh, lib. But growing up, I absolutely loved Pearl Jam has one of those songs on his albums and at the end he says you know at some point you trade magic for fact and there's no trade backs there's no trade backs folks there will be no pudding there will be no trade back once your eyes are open to this abomination that happened to Brett Kavanaugh you can never go back and ever pull a lever for one of these maniacs again What they did here is an epic human disgrace that will stain our society forever, but we are in a war now. Open your eyes. And when you see what I see and what Joe sees and my wife sees, you'll never, ever go back. No pudding. No trade backs. All right. Those are his three. 
I want to add a fourth here. That's important. Just uh, let me just pay for the show. I always appreciate your patience. Our sponsors want to be here. They want to talk to you, and that matters. So thank you. Try to keep it free. Today's show brought to you by Buddies at Brickhouse. Keep your body trained, folks. You never know one of these goons is going to attack you in public, too. Training matters. Matters to me. I'm in the gym all the time. Crushed it yesterday in a deadlift workout. Can barely move today. <laughs> but Brickhouse Nutrition helps me get through it. One of their best products out there to keep my general health at top notch. My cognitive abilities, my brain, my body, my immune system is Field of Greens. Listen, we all know we need to eat fruits and vegetables. The research on this is conclusive. Fruits and vegetables are the key to a long, healthy life. It's key to good skin, keeping your eyes healthy, your brain healthy, your hair looks good. My mother-in-law, I told you, been, since I've been taking the stuff, says, uh, Danny, you look so young on, the, on TV. <laughs> I mix it with a little collagen. It's my trick. But Field of Greens is your fruit and vegetable insurance. Please give it a try if you want to look better, you want to feel better. I can't recommend it enough. I've been taking it now for almost two years. I got one of the first bottles they put out, and it is fantastic. It is real food. It is not extract. It's not junk. It's not cheapo pills. It is real, ground-up, high-quality, fresh fruits and vegetables. You drop in juice. You take the little scooper. It's simple as that. Drop it in juice, water. I put it in green tea. It tastes delicious. It is worth your time. Take care of your health. Take care of your kid's health, your wife's health. Get a couple jars of it. It's called Field of Greens. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. It is the single best fruit and vegetable uh, food. It's not even, this is real food ground up into a powder that you will buy. This is not some cheap extract. It's the best product on the market. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Check it out. Rule number four in our continuing new rules segment. Ladies and gentlemen, the media now is absolutely clearly the opposition. I always throw in this caveat because it's important. I'm a believer in the republic and a believer in the free press. I am also a believer in the free press's right to be stupid, and they take us up on that opportunity every time. They're an embarrassment. They're a joke. They are nothing more than a political party at this mm -hmm. point. There's nothing we can do about that. They have a right to be dumb. And they do. They use that right often. But failing to recognize that the media right now is the opposition and actually taking them seriously, even for a moment, you don't understand the war we're in. I'm sorry, but you're missing it. The reason I say that is because about 80%, depending on what poll you look at, of Republicans out there believe that the media has a serious credibility crisis. I'm talking to the 20% out there that somehow you're not convinced. I don't know where we went wrong. I don't know what we missed, but I told you we need all soldiers on the field now. It is important that you understand this and let others know that what the media is doing is strictly opposition opponent activity. I'm not, again, folks, I'm not, please don't mistake this for anything more than us acknowledging who they are. There's nothing we can do about it. They have the right to be dumb. But it is up to us collectively to understand that NBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post and others, these are not, this is not journalism. They may wear their bow ties and eat their foie gras and hang out in their elitist circles and do their thing, but this is not journalism, it's activism. And it's up to you to recognize that and it's up to you to let others know that too. This is not real, what they're doing. What did we see in just the last few days? That's why I'm bringing this up because you may say, Dan, you said that the other day. Yeah, but there have been new developments. This is my fourth new one. The ice story yesterday, you know, every day I say there's a new low 
the new low is surpassed. And it's like, seriously, we've now barreled through the bedrock. The new story the media was propagating yesterday was that Brett Kavanaugh threw ice at someone in college. Really? <laughs> now, I don't even remember who. Oh, it was Vince Colonese from the WMAL show in uh, Washington, D.C. Vince Colonese tweeted this morning. This is brilliant, Joe. I wish I would have thought of this first. This is right. The Democrats are right. Kavanaugh is an evil genius. The perfect weapon, ice. <laughs> it dissolves. Oh. I said, Vince, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm horrified I didn't think of that first. That's it. They're right about Kavanaugh. He's Skeletor. <laughs> hey, man. That's him. The, the evil genius is there. He did it. The perfect weapon. You know what happened, Joe? He tried to develop an ice shiv because he was probably going to stab someone. It didn't work, so he just threw it because the ice shiv would melt away, leaving no fingerprints. This is so dumb. I'll be back to have vengeance. <laughs> That's Brett Kavanaugh. You didn't know that? That's his voice. <laughs> that was him in college. Of course, that skeleton. <laughs> Perfect timing. I didn't see that coming, by the way. I saw you flitting around. I know what you were doing. I didn't even realize you had that one ready to roll. The ice story is a new low. But I wanted to bring up something else, showing you how discredited, phony, and fraudulent these media goons are and why they should never be taken seriously. So the story yesterday, the new narrative, is that he's a drinker who blacks out and therefore he may not remember being a sexual assaulter and serial gang raper. Joe, do you remember what Barack Obama wrote in his book? Hmm. Something about wrote. getting high? Something about cocaine? Ah! Yeah. Yes, I did not. I'm sitting here like, yeah. yeah. Come on, Joe. <laughs> I, I'm not, I did not write this. I did not write this about Barack Obama. Barack Obama wrote in his book mm. that in college, he did hard drugs, cocaine. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me right mm. now. I have never, ever touched a hard drug in my life. Barack Obama, the president of the United States, admitted in a book to using cocaine. But Brett Kavanaugh is Skeletor mm. because he had a few beers and drank in college and high school when it was legal. Mm-hmm. There's a guy running for Senate right now in Texas, another fraud. Beto O'Rourke. Beto was in a hit and run where there's an actual police report where it says he fled the scene. This guy's running for the United States Senate in Texas against Ted Cruz. Where are the massive media reports on this guy every day covering it like they, you know, they'll say, oh, well, there was a couple fact checks to challenge Beto on it. No, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what the media does. I've been telling you this from the beginning. It's not that they won't cover a story. It's the intensity. It's not a question of black or white. It's a question of on the margin. What I'm trying to tell you is the strategy with the media is and always has been. 
Yes, we will cover Democrat scandals to say we did so we don't look like total hacks. But the intensity by which we cover Republican scandals will be dramatically worse. Brett Kavanaugh has been a front page story for weeks. Beto O'Rourke is in a police report alleged to have fled the scene of an accident on a DWI. Barack Obama wrote in his book about doing blow. What is he, uh, George Young from Blow? This is in his book. This is in his book. I didn't write this. I didn't write. He wrote that. Where was the extensive, exhaustive, everyday media coverage on that? The media is the opposition. Couple more here, quick, on the media opposition line. Swetnick. Julie Swetnick was granted an interview. Another accuser of Kavanaugh. The gang rape accuser. Yeah, you saw it, right, Joe? It was on NBC News in one of the worst interviews I've ever Ah. seen. Sean Hannity hit it right. Tom Brokaw, who I'm no fan of. Tom Brokaw, who put NBC on the map with his biased reporting, needs to come out and make a statement right away disavowing what happened with this woman. She went on NBC News yesterday and totally humiliated herself in the station. Her whole allegation was Brett Kavanaugh was a gang raper who put drugs uh, in the punch at parties and would gang rape women and get on the line. Yesterday, when asked about it, she said, oh, no, he didn't. I didn't see him put it in the punch. He was just near it. Wait, 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 what? So your allegation now is that you can't prove Brett Kavanaugh was involved in any train rapes at all. You have no evidence of that. You also have no evidence he spiked the punch, but you know he was near the punch. So now, to be clear, folks, anybody near a punch bowl, anytime, in warning kids, anywhere, you could be subjected to this later on, too. Yet NBC ran with it. You're right. They ran with it. This is the one represented by clown, clown lawyer Avenatti. Clown. Clown. Insult the clown. Clowns look at Avenatti and laugh. Clowns look at Avenatti and laugh at Avenatti. Clown. Joker. Fool. One last thing. The media's news story, which a guy named Ag Conservative on Twitter, who, listen, me and him have not been like the best of friends, but whatever. Like I said, this is a time to link shields, and I'm not making this personal. Has a great thread up about the news story. That Brett Kavanaugh was feeling around about these, uh, you know, testing the waters on these Ramirez allegations that he exposed himself before uh, before this woman and was calling people. So some woman's making an unfounded allegation about him and the word gets out there. And now the media report on this, which is totally ridiculous, is that somehow he was making these calls beforehand, which is kind of funny, Joe, because Kavanaugh is actually quoted in the New Yorker story about it. Mm. So in other words, Brett Kavanaugh was asked the question about these allegations and then the media impugns his character for Kavanaugh then asking questions about the allegations. You're scratching your head saying that doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to. The media is the opposition. Bank on it. Folks, this is a war we're in. You know, when I grew up, I loved rap music. Everybody did in New York. That's what we did. I don't even remember who rapped it, but this ain't no time for halfway crooks. Remember that one? Some of you out there remember it. I used to love that one. 
This ain't no time for halfway crooks. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're street kids. This is a fight. We're at war with these people now. I'm sorry. Just however unpalatable that sounds. It's time to get in the fight. West Virginia, Indiana, Alabama, North Dakota, Illinois, everywhere. You're up. Email, call, everybody. New York, California. I don't care. I have Democrat centers. Doesn't matter. Make them feel the heat. New rules. Raw political power. We will win. You will put Kavanaugh on that seat. There will be no pudding. He is going in that seat. I'll see you all tomorrow. Do the right thing. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.